Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Kids Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Susan Yeager, and welcome to episode five. Can you believe it? We've made it to five episodes. Thanks to you guys and your great support. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see I'm on video, which can only mean one thing. It means we've got a special guest, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Oh, my gosh, Kids Inc. fans. I have a special surprise for you today. Our guest has worked with Hollywood legends like Bob Newhart, George Burns, but we will forever know and love him as the man behind the counter. Riley Moosey Dreyer is here with us. Hey. Hello. hello. How are you? I'm doing well, Susan. And, and how are you? I'm good. Thank you for talking with us today. Of course. My pleasure. Um, gosh, I have so many thoughts going through my head at once. The first thing right now, when you introduced me, Yes. As if I wasn't already the like the old guy from Kids Inc., the only <laughs> adult. Um, I don't know if any Kids Inc. fans know who George Burns and who else? You, oh, Bob Newhart. Bob, Bob Newhart. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob has been on the Big Bang Theory, so. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. And if they yeah. don't know them, they should look them up, right? Yes. Right? Oh, <laughs> legends. And Bob Newhart is still walking amongst us and still yes. around. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. start, I want you to start at the very beginning. You had quite the career before Kids Incorporated. Like, how did you get into it? And what were some of your highlights? Um, well, that's right. I did work a lot as a child actor myself, which kind of I will probably go into this, um, you know, about how I felt like um, off camera. I, I fit in with the show a bit because I can relate to what was going on. Right. And, you know, big brother advice. But I, I see big brother advice. But. I never felt like I was anything other than equal with the cast members, you know, in terms of I was like, well, I never had that. Well, I'm older. I know more. But because right, that's right. not true. Right. Um, anyway, so my mom got me into show business. I was I think I was four and then I was five when I um, got my first acting gig. And then I was on a show called Rona Martin's Laughing early on in a, a movie called The War Between Men and Women with Jack Lemon. I played Jack Lemon's son. Oh my God. And um, and I think I joined Screen Actors Guild when I was six and I did a whole bunch of work. And, um, you know, uh, so my mom brought four, uh, hang on, four of us kids. Uh, that's a whole nother story. There were two that were adopted out uh, oh, okay. but I didn't grow up with. So if I'm hesitating on the number of kids, cause now I know them. So now that I hesitate on the number of kids I grew up with, it's because, oh, that's right. Peggy didn't grow up with us or whatever. Anyway, right, right. But she's that's a now. whole, that's a whole nother, that's more therapy than a kid's income. <laughs> so, um, and, and no she, other podcast. yeah, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. So my mom put uh, a few of us into uh, acting. She met an agent when she got out here. And um, I was the one who stuck. Like my two sisters were interested and they did, they did some work, but um, I, it kind of stuck with me. I loved doing it from the beginning. And um, so it went from there, you know? That's crazy. What, what, like, I just saw the picture of you with John Denver. Like, yeah. do you remember these? Do you have good memories of these? You know what? I absolutely do. It's funny, you know, um, I think this is the case with most people. You know, I remember things from my childhood more vividly than, you know, a month and a half ago sometime, you know, just the way things stick. And um, yeah, there was a movie, it was called Oh God. And I played John Denver's son. 
And um, that was in the 70s, uh, a long time ago. But um, yeah, another great experience. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time. So I expect everybody's memories to be kind of rusty. But do you remember hearing about the Kids Incorporated audition? Was it just another during pilot season? Oh, okay, that's one more I'll go to. Yeah. Do you remember hearing about the show? Sure. I'm going to just put you on full screen. There you go. Oh. There we are. Um, I do, you know, it's funny. So I watched your, uh, you, I watched your interview with Tommy Lynch. Great job, by the way. Thank you. And not only did it make me reflect on my business relationship and friendship with Tommy and I miss him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, since then I've been thinking about the show a bit, you know, and it's just a long time ago and stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, so the audition was you know, a regular audition, like, you, you know, you do, you just go and you go and you go and it's a numbers game. And, you know, you do your best to forget about it. And um, so this is crazy, but this, I remember this. So I, I auditioned, they were really looking for a soda jerk, but um, the prerequisite was that they needed to be a singer, but somehow I got into the audition anyway. Cannot sing. I was going to ask, yeah. If you would have uh, ever asked the um, the late, great Michael Cruz, who was our um, music director, he, he'll be the first to tell you I can't sing. Or the second, because let me be the first. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm not a singer. Um, so I do this audition, and I let them know that when they said, are, are you prepared to sing something? And I'm like... Not at the least, no, no. And they said, oh, come on, you can, let, can you carry a tune? Can you do something, you know? And um, so he, I finally agreed to like, pretty much not to sing till I, I thought, okay, I, well, I'm not getting this role. Yeah. They want a singer. And they had me sing something. I can't remember what it was, but it was something we all know, like an American classic thing we all know. And I remember after I, after I just sang a little bit of it and I stopped and I looked at uh, Michael Cruz, now Tom Lynch, Gary Biller and all the others were in the room, but he was the music director. Right. He's the one that was supposed to like, look at, you know, Tommy and Gary after someone leaves the room and say that Rasan, he's got it. Or, yeah. you know, Stacey, <laughs> yeah, as far as the singing part. Right. And, um, and I stopped, and when I was done, I looked at him and I said, I told you, <laughs> yeah. you can't sing. Uh, so I forgot all about it. I had a friend who was not only my age, but a year younger in high school who had a pilot's license to fly an airplane. And somehow looking back, I don't know how I agreed to do this, but I got in an airplane with my buddy, Scott, my high school girlfriend at the time. I think it was a, a year or two out of high school, but my girlfriend and I were together for seven years and whatever. So six of us got into a little Beechcraft, oh six seater, and we flew to Mexico, and we went to Cabo San Lucas, La Paz, Mazatlan, and we were just hopping all over Mexico, flying in the middle of a crazy and electric storm. And we're, I'm just, it's crazy. I'm still alive, or any of us are. But anyway, we were somewhere deep in Mexico, and you know there were no cell phones back then. Right. There, there may have been, but I didn't have ones. And I called because I was supposed to call my agent at least once a day to check in. And he he picked up, and he's like, "Are you still in Mexico?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "You got to check in more often." I'm like, "Oh, oh gosh, sorry." You know, 
And he said, remember that children's show you auditioned for? You got it. I'm like, <laughs> children's show? You know, I had to like, oh. Which one was that? He said, you, yeah. corporate, you, got it, you got it. And you have to be back tomorrow morning at a table read at one of the studio. Oh my God. And I'm like looking around. I'm in Mexico, like deep down in Mexico. So, um, uh, so, you know, you make it work. So I, I, um, I remember I got, somehow I got to Mexico city, got on, bought an air, a one way ticket flight to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I don't remember getting home from the airport, probably a $200 Los Angeles cab. Right. And I, um, <laughs> I was at the table read for kids Inc season one, episode one, the next oh morning. My gosh. Well, I was yeah. going to ask, and probably even during the audition process, Throughout the whole thing, were you like always afraid they were going to make you sing and dance? I mean, they snuck you in ever so often. Yeah, no, well, they I, they did, but it was um, Michael Cruz's voice. I was a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, there was a Max Headroom um, mm -hmm. takeoff, I remember, mm -hmm. and maybe a couple other things. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, they had me uh, lip sync to his voice or whatever. And it wasn't like, it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be the singer. The stars of the show were the, the five kids. And in my opinion, the five dancers, yeah. uh, you know, so those, those 10 were the show kids is in the title. I was technically an adult, you know, so, right. it, so they just snuck me in a little bit with some fake, you know, with Michael's voice. And, um, and we did that. So, um, yeah, it was it was quite a I, it was quite a surprise actually. When you got the show. <laughs> well, let me be honest with you, and I'm not sure if I ever told Tommy this, but this is my ride with Kids Incorporated. Was so as we mentioned, I did a lot of acting before that, right? And I get this show, and you just you just don't you know turn things down. You get grateful. It's work. You know, show business is a difficult nut to crack. So I took the job and like one or two episodes in, I'm going, what did I do? You know, I, at one point in my head was going to be like an actor, actor, you know, like not, never, never a star. I, ne I always was realistic about that, but like a good working actor, you know, solid. And so for my character, Riley, sometimes there was a fair amount of dialogue. Sometimes you probably did was Riley in that episode. Who knows? Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering like, gosh, you know, this, this isn't really my desire, but it wasn't long before I actually um, realized that first of all, get over yourself. It's not about you. It's the, the audience is for, it's designed and executed for children. This show, right. this audience. Right. Always had a good positive message as opposed to like a Three Stooges or Tom and Jerry where you just laugh because someone gets hit with a hammer. Right. I always had a good message and then I embraced it. It didn't take long, but I do remember and I admit at the beginning, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not acting, what it, you know. But yeah. I also at the same time, you know, developed some bonds with um, the kids on the show, the parents people on the set, the crew, it was kind of a family. I was there for five years. We did yeah, five years. Yeah. yeah. And, and researching for this, I realized, I never really realized you were one of the longest running. I think, I think Stacy made it through six, but I think you, you may have been second. I could be wrong and people will let me know if I am. But, well, that's, um, yeah, that's on yeah. them for not figuring out how to get rid of me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. But I was going to ask, because you had been in the business so long as a child actor, were you as blown away when you met the cast, like, and, and specifically their singing talent, like Rasan and Martika and Stacy and Renee and Jerry? Yeah. Did you realize what kind of talent was there early on? I 100% did. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you, so I, I, I was, I had an unusual childhood in that my mom, she wasn't exactly a structure parent. I would stay up and watch like Johnny Carson late at night, which was like the pre-David Letterman for those who are not a hundred years old like me. <laughs> and, um, you know, I could kind of like, I, I couldn't sing, but I could tell if someone's good and someone's not kind of, you know, kind of thing. Right. At least I believe that. And I always knew, I always said that's Stacy. She's really, you know, she's got this it factor, but they all did like Renee is so talented and, and Marta or Martika. She was Marta when back then. Yeah, yeah. And all of them, I mean, are just amazing, you know? And uh, I kind of knew that I, that's also probably what helped me embrace being a part of it was because, you know, they were talented. They were really talented. And, and, I, and I, I say this. I say this and I mean this with all my heart. I think the hardest working people on Kids Incorporated were the dancers because mm -hmm. I just remember like the post-lunch low energy drag I would have sometimes. And I'd walk by the, the rehearsal hall where Doreen was choreographing these dancers like all day long over and over again. And I remember thinking, well, at least, I'm, at least I don't have to do that. Yeah. They were yeah. butts off. Yeah. Um, the season, I ended up actually working on the last season, and one of my jobs was to play the music for the dancers, and so I was there, you know, the three or four uh -huh. days, and, and saw exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the time and effort put into that, I, I don't think people will ever understand, like, and it was amazing. Yeah, and, um, you know, Doreen was a um, really gifted choreographer. I just love um, your puppy. Sorry. I'm just, that, that's Daisy. I'm ooing and awing over your puppy. So yeah, cute. Okay. Kind of upstage me now. Yes. That's okay, Daisy. Welcome. Girlfriend's daughter, <laughs> May. She's my princess this one. She's beautiful. Um, what was this? Oh, so Doreen was, I, I, I'm going to guess there may have been two or three people in all of town, all the entire town who could have done her job. Mm -hmm. It was grueling. Uh, and she was definitely one of them. I'm, I'm sure the number one best pick. Um, so I mean, those dance numbers, just, you know, one after another. And, you know, you watch it and you're entertained, but um, I don't think it meets the eye for everybody how much that goes into it. Right. And I don't think a lot of people know, like sometimes it was based on uh, Broadway plays or Hollywood musicals. And we didn't know that, you know, we're just like, that's a really yeah. cool dance, you know. But she really thought it out more than what we really, yeah. you know, yeah. Doreen, I remember, Doreen was um, one of the choreographers. She didn't get credit as the main choreographer, but she worked on Footloose. Yeah. And yeah. one of the, one of the, like, at the time, I remember, like, one of the famous moves in Footloose with the feet and the hands or whatever was her. She always said, that's me, you know. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I believe it because I watched her and I saw how creative she was. And, That's uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the first season. And when you talk about, because some people may not know, when you're committed to say Kids Incorporated, you can't take on other roles. 
because so that's kind of what you're saying is you lost out on you committed a big chunk of time is what not yeah. lost out that's the well, wrong well, i never felt like i always feel grateful right. for kids inc and um you know i i and it, it wasn't so much about losing out on other roles it was this it was you know if you stay with something for so long and you're that then you may not be considered for this over here which this right. might be something you're also very interested in but also so I moved out of the house and lived alone. I moved out on my own when I was 16 years old. That's a whole other story. But I was doing every episode of Kids Inc. for five seasons was me on me to get there on time, showered, know my lines, teeth brushed. Yep. Yeah, don't be late, all that stuff. Um, so that was a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, kind of made it happen. Um but that was a that was quite a time for me. Um, looking back, did I miss a question? Did I miss your question? No, no. Sorry, I was leading into. Oh. I don't know a whole lot about the first three seasons because I didn't actually start going to the set until the fourth season. Uh -huh. But I know in the first season, I think they actually spread it out like one episode a week. So, do you remember in general the schedule through the first season? Was the show already airing while you guys were still in production? I don't know how that worked. I think so, but I can't, uh, I yeah. don't know for sure. Right. When you see one show a week, I have it in my head that we did three episodes a week, six days out of the week. Oh, that's what I was going to say when I drew a blank a moment ago is, yeah. is also about, um, it wasn't just that I might uh, lose out on other jobs or anything like that. It was also, a, um, it was done in the summer, as you mentioned right. in your podcast that I listened to. Right. Um, right. So the kids didn't have to be in school for three hours each day. And that would take away from production and make it, uh, you know, right. harder, harder to produce. Um, so I was also spending my summers where all my friends were at the beach or doing summer mm -hmm. stuff. And I was working six days of each week. Right. Um, but I remember it being... Um, Two of the days went to the dialogue, mm -hmm. the, you know, the acting scenes, the rehearsal of that, and then the shooting of that. And then the next two days went to the dance numbers, the rehearsal of that one day, then day after that, the shooting. And the same with the, when they would perform uh, concerts. Right. So on that rehearsal day of the concerts, I usually didn't have to be there. I just have to show up on the concert days and clap. Right, right. At the time, they used to have me jump up on stage and sort of MC them a little bit, I think. But yeah. for the most part, those were my kind of days off of, of having to worry about anything but just show up. Um, right. Yeah, Was but I, th I thought, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought we did three episodes a week, though, the entire time. That I, could be. I, I thought I had heard, and I could be wrong, and we'll ask some others, just get their input. But I thought the first season, they only did like one a week. Um, and it was like 26 weeks of filming, but I could be wrong. So that I don't know. That yeah. may be right. That I don't know. Yeah. I know. We'll figure it out. But no, so uh, one, one fan sent me a message and said, what did the kids do in like their downtime? And I was trying to think about this because it was back before cell phones. It was back before internet. And you were just saying like, you you didn't you weren't like in a corner and everybody else was over here you guys interacted i mean i saw that when i was there so oh, yeah. what did you guys do do you remember just well um i think that they 
I mean, I wasn't in a corner or anything like that, but I wasn't one of the cast members. I, I'm sh- certainly they all hung out with each other more than we all hung out together. But I spent a lot of time around them. I, you know, before cell phones and all that stuff, I think they talked. Yeah. Yeah. They would just hang out and talk or play a game or something like that. Right. Like, right. Before, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, so Mario Lopez used to live in um, Chula Vista. He was when he was on the show, he and his parents, Mario and Elvira, Sylvia is her name, his mom, such sweet people. Uh, they lived in Chula Vista. So that's near San Diego. And so every day Mario had to get up at a crazy hour and commute the traffic and took a long time and then to get home. So his days were crazy. So at one point, Mario asked me, Moose, I'm going to, I'm going to ask my parents if it's okay, as long as it's okay with you, could I stay, can I stay with you and drive with you to work in the morning? And then they could wait till traffic's over. And then I don't have to get up as early, whatever. And by that point, it must have been uh, season two or three, because I I was living in a house with three roommates, three guys from my high school, all my age. It wasn't a frat house, but you wouldn't know it. (laughs) No, it was it was was fun and and good, clean fun. Uh, I wouldn't have Mario there if if it weren't the case. But, um, you know, Mario got to come hang out with the older guys and stuff and, you know, spend the weekend or spend, um, you know, nights here and there. And he and I would get up and go to work in the morning. And then his parents, one of them or both of them would come up, you know, after traffic and it made it easier for them, I believe. And uh, that's that, right. I never yeah, heard yeah. that either. Yeah. But I don't know like what he, I mean, he was really into wrestling mm-hmm. when you say off camera stuff. Mm-hmm. Mario was, um, he was a wrestler. I mean, he was a great dancer and all, but um, I think wrestling was his thing. He really liked that was his interest. And the others, gosh, I don't know, Stacy. They just, I think their passion shows. I, they were singers. They just loved music. You're definitely going to want to come back for more and hear what else we talk about in episode five, part two. Hey guys, we would love for you to check us out on social media. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast, twitter.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast, and instagram.com forward slash Kids Inc. Podcast. Hope to see you there. If you have any questions for Moosey or any other Kids Inc. Cast members, please email us at kidsincpodcast at gmail.com.